This is an ABC podcast. Hack. Hey, it's Dave Marchese with you for the Hack podcast. You know, it's been a really busy week in politics. The politicians getting ready for the end of year break. A lot of stuff's been happening in the lead up to that. Like, remember the National Anti-Corruption Commission? We've talked about it for years A federal ICAC, back and forth. What should it look like? Should we have one at all? Well, today it was confirmed we are getting one. The bill to create the new Integrity Commission has passed both houses of parliament after a lot of debate. You know, obviously good news for the Labor government because it was a big focus during the election campaign. It was a big Labor election promise. Our political reporter, Shalila Medora, has been keeping across this. Hey, Shalila, this has passed both houses. So what happens now? Yeah, so Dave, the first thing the government will do is look for a commissioner and deputy commissioners to fill these really key roles in the commission. Now, they're going to have quite a bit of power because ultimately the commission decides whether or not an issue is going to proceed to a hearing. It decides whether it meets the threshold of, you know, being publicly interesting to people, if it's going to reach the threshold of corruption or misconduct. So they're really, really key figures. They'll also decide, and you might remember there was a lot of controversy about this particular issue, they will decide whether or not a hearing is made public because according to the legislation that just passed... Hearings will only be made public in exceptional circumstances. So these commissioners are going to decide when that happens. The commission itself is not due to start, though, till the middle of next year, but Anthony Albanese said it will restore trust in politics. It represents an end to rotting and waste. It represents dedication to real accountability and delivery. It shows that our government is doing what we always said we would do, and that is to hold out itself to a higher standard. Interesting. Well, actually, speaking of faith in politics, today the government censured former Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Now, this is about that huge revelation that he'd been holding several ministerial portfolios without anyone knowing. He'd signed himself up for quite a few things in secret. We've been hearing about this for a few days, that Scott Morrison was going to be censured. What does that mean? Like, what is a censure motion? Yeah, so censure is the strongest condemnation that a parliament can issue. I liken it to sort of like parliament's equivalent of a public flogging. It's really to explain that someone has done something really seriously wrong and it's 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 to humiliate them and to, to, to show that the parliament is unhappy with that person. It's really highly unusual to censure a prime minister or a former prime minister. In fact, no former prime ministers have ever been censured before Scott Morrison and only one Prime Minister has, but that was all about the craziness that happened in the 1970s, so that was a pretty unusual circumstance in itself. What happens with a censure motion is politicians stand up and they speak either for or against the motion, and that can last for hours. In fact, this one lasted for a really long time. But ultimately, it's just a motion. It's non-binding, which means that Scott Morrison will still be a member of Parliament despite being censured. Okay, because a lot of people were asking that. They're like, does that mean he's being kicked out of the Parliament? So how did all this come about? Why is it happening now and why didn't that happen like straight after we found out what had happened? Yeah, so it happened um, a couple of months ago. But the reason that the censure censure motion was happening today is because we've had a couple of reports looking into 
what happened, you know, like digging through, investigating how it all came about. The most recent one was done by former High Court Justice Virginia Bell and that was released to the government on Friday and the government immediately made that report public. It was pretty scathing, that report. The the biggest takeaway from it was that the secrecy around these appointments have been really corrosive of trust in government. Yeah, and look, the censure speeches went for hours. There was a lot that people had to say. Here are a few highlights. Hack. The member for Cook in doing this did not just fall below the standards expected. He undermined them, he rejected them, he attacked them and he abused them. An absolute principle of our democracy is accountability, knowing who is responsible for the decisions that are taken in our name. That's why the Prime Minister publicly announces the Ministry. How on earth can there be any accountability in a government where even the Treasurer doesn't know whether the Prime Minister has taken his job? I do not accept any of the explanations put forward by the former Prime Minister for his actions and I'm deeply disappointed by the lack of genuine apology or more importantly understanding of the impact of these decisions. This is simply a nakedly political exercise in seeking to damage the reputation and standing of the former Liberal Prime Minister. This motion does not help Australians put food on the table. It does not help Australians fill their car so they can drive to work or take their kids to school. It does not help them bring down power prices. Trust in democracy is already fragile. Parliament is already on the nose. Secret power grabs from politicians do not help. On Triple J. Wow, yeah, a lot of reaction there. Everyone's got something to say, including members of his own side, Scott Morrison's own team, the Liberals. Got some messages coming through. James in Bundjalung Country says Scott Morrison should be censored, not censured. (laughs) Shalila, did Scott Morrison say anything himself? He did. He issued a sort of like sorry, not sorry statement where he basically defended his actions, saying that the pandemic was an extraordinary circumstance. He also defended his legacy in the handling of the pandemic and Australia's relative, I guess, success in the way it managed COVID. Um, He pointed to a lot of the actions that his government took during that particular period. He also said, incorrectly might I add, that he'd been really open and transparent about the process and he blamed the media and also the parliament for not asking him about the secret ministries. Here's what he had to say. Mr Speaker, I acknowledge that the non-disclosure of arrangements has caused unintentional offence and extend an apology to those who were offended. But Mr Speaker, I do not apologise for taking action. Had I been asked about these matters at the time, at the numerous press conferences I held, I would have responded truthfully about the arrangements I had put in place. Okay, so Shalala, did the censure motion pass? Yes, it did. It passed 86 to 50. So all of the Labor MPs, all of the Greens and nearly all of the independents supported the motion. The only independent to oppose it was Bob Catter. Ultimately, Mr Morrison had the backing of most of the coalition, the coalition being the Liberal Party and the Nationals. Only one Liberal MP voted in support of the censure motion and that was backbencher Bridget Archer, who we heard from just before in that piece, and also a former um, Morrison minister, a minister who served under Scott Morrison, Karen Andrews, she abstained from the vote, so she didn't cast a vote one way or the other, and she had previously called on um, Mr Morrison to resign from Parliament. Wow, another another big, big day. They're all big these days. Uh, appreciate you filling us in. Hack political reporter Shalala Madora, thanks for your time.
Thanks, Dave. And we've got some more messages coming through. Someone says, I can see some logic in wanting a fallback in case ministers went down with COVID, but there's no defence for doing it in secret instead of working together on it. Another person says Scott Morrison needs to forfeit his wage for the rest of his life. And somebody else talking about the National Corruption Commission, they say Labor shouldn't be too happy. Union corruption on a national level is epic and it points to Labor members. You're listening to Hack on Triple J.